It's Monday, December 26th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Flight cancellations eased somewhat on Sunday, but the brutal holiday weekend weather continued to disrupt airline operations on Christmas Day. Airlines canceled more than 2,500 flights to, from, or within the U.S. by the evening of Christmas Day. The previous day, carriers canceled close to 3,500 flights. Since Wednesday, airlines have canceled more than 1,400 flights, according to FlightAware. In pummeled Buffalo, New York, the Buffalo-Niagara International Airport said Sunday it would remain closed until Tuesday, citing high winds that caused snowdrifts and low visibility. The FAA said Sunday that wind could cause delays in and around New York, Boston, and Philadelphia, while wind and snow could lead to delays in Detroit and Minneapolis. Southwest Airlines was one of the hardest hit this past week, and its troubles continued through the weekend. After canceling about a third of its flights Friday and Saturday, Southwest scrubbed nearly 30% of its schedule as of Sunday evening. In other news, Pope Francis used his Christmas message to lament the icy winds of war buffeting humanity and to make an impassioned plea for an immediate end to the fighting in Ukraine. At noon in Rome, Francis delivered the traditional Urbi et Orbi speech from the central balcony of St. Peter's Basilica. On a sunny day with the midday temperature reaching about 60 degrees Fahrenheit, warm for a Roman winter, some 70,000 tourists, pilgrims, and residents of the city packed St. Peter's Square to listen to the pontiff and to receive his blessing. The Pope also cited long-running conflicts in the Middle East, including in the Holy Land, where in recent months violence and confrontations have increased, bringing death and injury in their wake. In addition, he prayed for a lasting truce in Yemen and for reconciliation in Iran and Myanmar. He lamented that on Christmas, the path of peace is blocked by social forces that include attachment to power and money, pride, hypocrisy, falsehood. In world news, the Pentagon said it has stepped up raids against Islamic State in Syria, conducting nearly a dozen risky helicopter and ground operations to kill or capture top militant operatives. In December, the military said it had conducted at least 10 operations and raids, according to officials at U.S. Central Command, responsible for U.S. military operations in most of the Middle East. That included three operations Tuesday with the Syrian Democratic Forces, the U.S.'s ally in Syria, that led to the detention of six Islamic State operatives, a spokesman for the command said. Those raids netted what the military said was an Islamic State provincial senior official. Eight other raids, including seven earlier this month and another one in early October, killed or nabbed other Islamic State operatives, military officials said. U.S. officials acknowledged that Central Command has carried out additional raids in Syria, but command officials declined to provide details on any of the other raids. Meanwhile, South Korea's military fired warning shots, scrambled fighter jets, and flew surveillance assets across the heavily fortified border with North Korea on Monday, after North Korean drones violated its airspace for the first time in five years. South Korea's military detected five drones from North Korea crossing the border, and one traveled as far as the northern part of the South Korean capital region, South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said. The military responded by firing warning shots before launching fighter jets and attack helicopters to shoot down the North Korean drones. South Korea also sent surveillance assets near and across the border to photograph key military facilities in North Korea, 
as corresponding measures against the North Korean drone flights, and the Supreme Court's expected decision next year on the fate of President Biden's student debt cancellation plan means that millions of borrowers won't know for months whether they'll have to repay loans that the White House has pledged to forgive. The court said last week that it would hear arguments on February 28th in two cases challenging the Biden administration's plan to cancel up to $20,000 in debt for qualifying borrowers. Payments and interest accrual, which has been frozen since March 2020, are now scheduled to resume 60 days after litigation over the loan forgiveness program is resolved or the program is implemented. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.